Amen. <laughs> Amen. We thank God for blessing us. Yes. Thank you, Lord. In praise and thank you, Lord. We thank God for giving us His Spirit. We thank Him for keeping us. We thank Him for loving us. I won't endeavor to be too long, but you've read the scripture and you've heard it. And so we ask the question today, is it ever too hard to be blessed? Is it ever too hard to be blessed? Part one. Amen. So you know another series is on its way. Let us pray. God, we do thank you right now for this hour where we come to share the word of God. What you have laid upon our hearts to share with our congregation, our friends, our family, even those who are across the pond, I'm finding out, that are listening and looking at us and, and questioning, can we uh, be a part of their ministry at some point? God, we thank you. We give your name glory for all that is going on. Now we ask that let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. You are our strength and our redeemer. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. So in this series, Sister Kemper, we offer some major thoughts for you to consider regarding being blessed. Anybody want to be blessed? I figured that might be the case. Uh, you know, since this is part one of our series, we ask the question, is it ever too hard to be blessed? And we're going to talk about this just a little bit. We ask you the question because you know how and I'll please forgive my intentional bad English, but you know how us assists are. <laughs> uh, meaning you know how we are. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, and you know how you are. Yeah. And some of us even know how they are. <laughs> Don't we? Uh -oh. yeah. Make sure I'm in the right house. Yeah. Don't we love to talk about blessings? For one, we like to talk about how blessed and highly favored we are. Don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Don't get me wrong. That's okay. Secondly, we, we have those who love to spout out and talk and tout and, and, and lots of Christianese, we call it. Especially when they say things like, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 34 and 1. Amen? Amen. All right. Don't we do it? Don't we do it? We do it all the time. Brother Rico, then we have the catchy phrases that Christians like to give in the crowd. 
they love to say something profound. Like, oh, I'm just too blessed to be stressed. Don't we say it? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 y'all. I just want to make sure I'm in the right house. So that's, that's, I'm, I'm bringing these things up. And please let me comment on that right here because I'm going to add that sometimes we are in too much mess to be blessed. Is anybody transparent enough like me? In too much mess. Every now and then. I ain't always in mess. But every now and then. We in some mess. And so we need to have God's blessing. But we might just feel like there's just too much mess going on for us to be blessed. So God let us to come and ask you the question this morning. Is it ever too hard to be blessed? Is it ever too hard to be blessed? You see, we, we have talked about being blessed to be a blessing as long as this church has been a church. Uh, am I right about it? Yes. Those of you who've been here all 14 years, you know that we have said we are a, a church that is blessed to be a blessing. So I hope you heard us all these years. But we have never really talked about the difficulties, the difficulties of becoming and getting to be a blessing to someone else. Because sometimes it is difficult to be an all-out blessing to somebody else. I hope I got some witnesses in how sometimes it is difficult. So we need to talk about the difficulties. So when we ask the question, we're asking you about the burdens that you must bear on the road to receiving your blessing. Some of you are blessed with talents that God has given you, and you've got to use them sometimes, whether you intend to or not. Uh, we, we, we want you to know that uh, sometimes we are just too much going on that will keep us from receiving our blessings. And then we add another little question in there which says, can you stand to be blessed? Can you handle what comes with a blessing from God? All right, all right. we're going to get to the point after a while. I'm going to uh, move out of the way and, you know, uh, I do this almost every Sunday, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's fun. It's fun. I, I'll admit. You know, but but you know, I, sometimes I, I just like to let y'all know that somebody else is coming, and they gonna preach the word. Bring it on up. They gonna bring it on up. So, so, so what is being blessed anyway? Let me let me get there just a minute. Is it I get what I want, and you get what you want? And you get it from God, like money from an ATM machine? Yeah, or is it like watching money drop out of the sky? Well. I use money for an example because we love more than anything else to associate our blessing with good old hard green cash. Amen. 
or wherever it is on the credit card. That's what we like to do. So I use the money because that's where we are most of the time. You ain't blessed until you got some money. So we love to associate blessings with all things financial. So am I right about that? Amen. Amen. I love it when you say amen. Because we love to say like Suge Avery. Y'all remember Suge Avery from the color purple. You sure is blessed. Don't we? Sure would have been saying to a rich person, you sure is ugly. <laughs> See, because money has to be nasty in most people's mindsets. Christians ought not to have anything in a lot of mindsets. And, and that's just not true. Money is the is nothing but a way of making it so that we can live in this world. Amen. It's not nasty. It's neither good nor bad. Amen. It's neutral Amen. for those who uh, will receive it. And it's how you use it yeah. that yeah. makes it work. Yeah. Right. That's what counts. Yeah. Hope you hear me. Because listen, the scripture says that the love of money, not the money, but the love of money is the root of all evil, not the money itself. Okay, I'm going to get on off of that because, you know, uh, I, I know how it is if we start talking about money uh, in the sermon, people like for the preacher to stop even talking about money. Because, you know, they want you to get on out of the way because you, you're getting too personal now. You know, you're asking too many questions. Talking too much about how I spend my money. But the last I heard, it's all God's money. Everything in this world and they that dwell in here, in this world, Belongs to God. No, 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 Pastor K. No, 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 no. That's my money. That's my money. And I will contradict you every time you start saying it's God's money. I earned it. I got it. And if it's large, small, or middle of the road blessing, he gave it to me because I did it. I got it. I work for it. But God owns it all. Everything. Okay, am I right about it? All right, all right. I'm, just, I'm just, just checking to make sure I'm in the right church. But blessings are more than just financial goods, and we want you to know that. It can be a healthy body. It can be a great family. It can be a great church like RCM2. It can be a wonderful relationship with God. It has seen God's mercies, Brother Allen, new every day. It is having God's providential hand work positive things in your life, even when you wasn't looking for it. I'm a witness. It is 
Amen. You can be walking in danger, seen and unseen. And yes, 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 it is also about God's financial blessings Amen. that we will never get if we don't bless God first. Amen. I, I like for us to thank you. Know, so, so let me go back just a little bit. I like to emphasize this point. First, we have to honor God with our first fruits. 10% of our gross earnings and our fruits. Not 10% of what the government has taken from you and then you give that to your church. We're talking about 10% of your gross income and your offerings. Extra money, which you have. Time and talents. And let me tell you this. This is a personal thing between you and God. It is not something that I can direct. Pastor, I can direct. Sister Elaine can direct. It's a personal thing between you and God. So you can't do what others do. But you must do what is required of you. Amen. I hope you heard me. Yes. You can't do what other folks do. Don't look around and see what they're making and decide this is how much I'm going to give in my tithes and all. You don't have their pocketbook. You can't spend their money. However, God has given to you. So you do what God is telling you. I hope you're having a relationship with him. So you know that you are required to do something. And if others withhold their tithes, you Christian folk can't do that. Not if you still want blessings from God. See, the folk in the world get blessed too. And, and, and some of them don't realize how blessed they are. But Christian folk, all of us who are saved and say we're sanctified and we're giving God the glory. We got to do more than just walk away and not give what God is requiring because he will withhold his blessings. We want you to see that you can't be blessed when you, when you can't or you don't remember God in the process on your way to your blessings. And you can't be blessed when we play around with God. Uh, when we, you know that God's house needs your tithes and offering, but you, we want to play around with what God has given you. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And you can play around with that at some point. Mm -hmm. But you still got to look at the rules that God has laid out before. Okay, I know it's tight. I know it's right. And while I'm still on money, I told y'all I was going to get off of this. Please don't wait for other people's tithes and offerings to get in the peg before you help to pay the church's bills. Your church, especially this one, needs your tithes and offerings. Glad this came after the offering. So now, you know, you can just soak it in. You don't have to say, he up there begging. <laughs> I am begging, but. 
ain't too proud to be. We have, we have, we seriously, we have things that we need to do in this church. And when people walk off and give not what they should, then sometimes it doesn't help us all that much. I, I, I know you want the blessing, I, and I know you are expecting the blessing. But if you don't do what God says and you rob God, you won't get the blessing that you desire. So another thing that we need to make sure we talk about in this series is that there are channels to being blessed. So we want you to hear about channels in this excuse me, in this series. So again, I ask you the question, have you ever found it too hard to be blessed? Well, let's turn it around. What does God require from you? What actions, what levels of kindness, what commandments are required of you so you can be blessed? I'm God. Last week, I had to call him in the office. <laughs> Looks like this week, he's going to be on the hot seat again. I'll just keep calling him in there until he gets it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, back in uh, January 2004, and in keeping with our theme, there was a sermon that we ran across uh, by a pastor named Jerry Vargo. And he's with the Calvary Christian Chapel, which happens to be a Pentecostal church, local church. Um, and 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 he he talks about that whole thing about blessed to be a blessing. Amen, somebody. Blessed to be a blessing. And he said, we are blessed to be a blessing, that we must understand this and it must be part of our covenant together. It is our mission and mandate as a local expression of the body of Christ. And to, to illustrate his point, he says that the human heart, we all love, we love our hearts to, to work well and to work right and to be healthy, because the human heart is a wonderful thing. It, it pumps blood in, in one valve, and then it sends it out through another valve. Am I right about it? Yes. Uh, it never stores up the blood. It constantly circulates blood throughout our bodies. So it gets blood, and it gives blood. It never stores it up for a later time. He says it gives or it receives, then it gives. It receives, then it gives. It receives, then it gives. I hope we help you with this information and this illustration this morning because he goes on to say that the same is true when you are a healthy Christian or a healthy church. We receive and we give. The giving always starts with our God. And so we bless 
because God blesses us first. But we came to challenge you to ask the question today, is it ever too hard to be blessed? I'll pass it to you. Thank you, Brother Alvaro. You do. So, so let me tell you that your pastors believe that when we don't truly bless God at all times, like Psalm 34 says, we will find it hard to be blessed. We will find it hard to be blessed because we are too hurt, we are too helpless. We are too hopeless and too strained to be blessed of God. Listen to me. I know we often concentrate on these things in life. But let me tell you, being hurt, being helpless, being hopeless, and even being stressed and being strained in our circumstances can keep us from our blessings. I hope you know I'm right about it. We must turn this stuff, the hard stuff, the misunderstood stuff, the straining stuff, the crazy stuff, we must turn it over to God right now and continuously in order to be blessed and I'm done. He keep telling y'all he's done, but he's not. <laughs> at any rate. <laughs> so in our text today, as we look at our text, I'm sure that was a very familiar area of scripture about Abram. As Abram is told by God to, to essentially pack up your stuff and get your family and go to a land, go to a place that I will tell you. And when you go to this land, even though it's just hard to pick up and just go, if you do what I tell you to do, you will be blessed. That's in the text. That's in, in the text that I read for your hearing. You, you will receive favor. You'll get financial blessings. You will receive, just like the heart uh, illustration, you will receive. But what we want you to see uh, here in that text is that when God saw what was happening in Haran, uh, he did what he had done before in the days of Noah. May I remind you that things had gotten all upside down, things had gotten crazy, uh, things had gotten twisted around, and what God said he would do is that he would reestablish his plan because the flood came in Noah's days, amen? And so now we have a situation where what the God did when he saw that things were getting out of hand is that he picked one faithful man. Amen, somebody. Yes, he did. He picked one faithful man, and, and, and that's what he did in Abram's day. He saw that they were trying to build. If you read it in the text, if you take a look at Genesis, you'll find out that what we see is that the people talked about building a tower up to God. Because they were going to do things their way. 
Amen. Amen, somebody. At that time, everybody spoke the same language so they could understand each other. But what happened? God started to bring in other languages so that people could not understand what other people were saying. And so in this time of confusion, sound like 2023, yeah. uh -huh. uh, what, what he did uh, was that he picked a faithful man. Pick one faithful man. Can I tell you all that it was and it still is the desire of God to fill this earth with his glory and to bless his people. But the mission started with just one. And I just want to ask this congregation this morning, had you been alive in Abram's day, could God depend on you to be that one faithful individual? You see, when Abram, I'm talking about before his name got changed, was the one that God chose to tell him, get out of this country to leave his kindred to leave his daddy's house uh, and to go to a place that God would show him. Abram had to act uh, in faith because he had no idea where God was leading him. Uh, what he knew is if God said it, uh, he would make him a great nation, that God would make his name great, uh, and through his obedience, uh, God would bless others. Uh, what do we know about obedience? Come on, Pastor Keith. Okay, I'm back again. What we know about obedience is that obedience always, not sometimes, but always brings blessing. Always. When we are obedient to the master, uh -huh. it always brings you, blessing. <laughs> you know, uh, the late Charles Stanley, uh, one of my favorite all-time theologians, once explained that this way. He said that God always connects obedience with blessing, and it's like what he did with Abel. He says, he does not always sketch out the full details uh, of what you can expect, but you can expect a great blessing from God, from the God of whom all blessings flow. We sing the song. Uh, when, when we are obedient to his will, he will bring about blessing. The old song used to say, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And Stanley also said when he was commenting on today's text, once said, he said, all obedience begins with faith in the sovereignty of God. Here is the point to this. And it explains our title today. When we ask, is it ever too hard to be blessed? The answer is yes. And it's yes if we fail to believe in the sovereignty 
of God. That means God can do anything. And sometimes he does anything. We don't understand it, but it happens. Because the answer is yes, when we don't even trust God's timing. Uh, when we are waiting on his timing, mean waiting for his blessing. I hope you're hearing me. Uh, don't get it twisted. We have to do things God's way. The answer is also yes. If it's, if it's too hard to be blessed, if there are things that look ridiculous to humans, from a human perspective, it looks ridiculous. And let me tell you, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2 and 14 that some things look ridiculous because they can only be spiritually discerned. We can't get our blessings if we think that this looks like something that is ridiculous. We would have never moved to this building if we had been looking at it from man's perspective. But God had this place for us. A person without the spirit of God does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. That means that only people who have his spirit love and serve and trust and obey God will be able to understand just how to be blessed. Finally, I want you to know that the answer is yes. If we don't take advantage of prompt obedience to God's plan, purposes, and will. See, because if we're going to hesitate, if we're going to procrastinate on God, and he's telling us to do something, we better do it right then. We better get it done. Get her done, as they would say. Uh, we better just do it, like Nike said. We better get up off our behinds and do what God says do. Do it. Because when we do what God says and we're obedient to what he says, we will. The word says it. We will be blessed. And now, I'm really done. <laughs> Let me just tell you the second point and then we will go into our communion service second point is that we are called to be blessed. We take a look at 1 Peter 2 and 9. We will read the words that talk about us being a chosen people. Amen, somebody. Amen. 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 In, in, in that Peter text, he says that uh, it, it helps us to really see who we are in Christ Jesus. Yes, it does. He says that we are a royal priesthood, oh my, my, which says to us that we no longer need a human priest. Don't, don't misunderstand. It's, it's not like priests aren't valuable. It's not like they don't have work to do, but we don't need to have some other human intercede or represent us uh, because we have access 
access to God through his son, Jesus Christ. Who out there in the in my congregation has a royal priesthood? Uh, uh -huh. And then it says we are a chosen race, a chosen race. My God, you know what it's like to be chosen by God, to be a part of who he is? You see, let me tell you that Jesus is the last Adam, the, the last and he is over the new race. Uh, oh, yes, he is. Uh, you see, there was a first Adam. You all remember him uh, back in the Garden of Eden. Uh, he and his uh, and Eve uh, and the serpent and, and all that they did uh, brought sin and death uh, to humanity. Uh, but the last Adam, when he came, uh, he was the one who brought life uh, back to us. I thank God for the last Adam. Uh, oh, somebody better give God a praise in the house this morning. Uh, because what the last Adam did uh, when he brought life is that he just didn't bring it to a certain group uh, in a certain area who had a certain amount of money uh, and who did a certain kind of job. Uh, but thank God, uh, he was the one uh, who gave uh, uh, equal opportunity. That's what I like about our God. Uh, you can be working in the White House. Uh, you can be working in the outhouse. Uh, you can have a job. Uh, you may be unemployed, but I can tell you that he says no matter your ethnicity, no matter your creed or your color, we have been chosen by our God to be a part of his family. I'm glad to be in his family this morning. Hallelujah to Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. And then he goes on, Sister Kemper, and tells us that we are a holy nation. Oh, God. Can I tell you all as I look text and I see the words that he says we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation and all of that I believe that most of the time we live below our privileges we don't stand on God's word and what and who he says we are but he says we are a holy nation what you talking about I don't want anybody to get it twisted in the church I'm not saying we are a perfect people, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am telling you this morning is that we have been set apart to be all that God has called us to be and to do what he has called us to do. And we cannot think of ourselves as special. We ain't all that and a bag of chips. Uh -huh. But we are uh, 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 special in the fact that we belong to a mighty God. Uh, oh, that's good for us this morning. Uh, we are his possession. Uh, we are the sheep of his pastor, Pastor Keith. Uh, and we live to please the Father. And then it tells us that we give him praise. Because guess what he did? He called us out of darkness. Somebody ought to thank God that <laughs> yeah, he called you out of darkness. Because uh, some of us would still be living in our mess. Uh, some of us would still be doing what we used to do. Uh, and we'd be doing it with who we used to do. Oh, God. Uh, oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, we've been called out of darkness uh, into his uh, marvelous light. Uh, I thank God for the light this morning. Anybody in the house uh, want to give He 
brought you to it all. There was one time, I'm glad you followed the light. I'm glad I followed the light, Pastor Keith. I'm glad you followed the light. I'm glad I belong to a church that follows the light. Because I'll tell you that not every church follows the light. So we bless the Lord this morning. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I just want you all to know that we've been called out. We've been called out to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Somebody said, somebody said, we are, we are God's advertising agency. Yes, yes, yes. So wherever we go, whatever we do, however we look, however we act, however we speak, we represent the master. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to talk a little more next time when we come back. Is it ever too hard to be blessed? Because we got some more to tell you about that. We are finished, as, as the, the gentleman used to say, and we'll give you the rest of the story another time. Amen. Next Sunday, if the Lord, if life lasts and the Lord wills. Amen, somebody. Come on and stand up all over the church this morning. Come on and stand up. We get ready to go to the table this morning, and I'm going to move on to the side and have my partner in ministry lead us this morning. Bless his name. Bless his holy name this morning. You're looking at a royal priesthood out there, Pastor Keith. You're looking at a holy nation out there. My God, yes, yes, yes. You're looking at some special people that's been called out of darkness mm -mm -mm. and blessed by his love.